This is Laree Daniel Favors, and welcome to The Hub. She is the Senior Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer at Moms Rising, where she co-leads a national on-the-ground and online grassroots organization of more than a million people working to achieve economic security and justice for moms, women, and family. And she, a part of the uh, Moms Rising crew, is back with us today. We're going to be talking about a topic I care a lot about. Monifa, book bans, they're still all the rage, and this is the worst fashion trend out there right now. Welcome back to the show. And uh, what do we need to know about this latest thing? What do we need to know? It is, it's unprecedented. Mm. People need to recognize that this is something that is at a scale that we've never seen before. Just this year alone, since the beginning of this year, and the year is not over yet, 1,900 titles have been challenged. Jesus. We're not just talking about books being banned in schools, which is really horrible, you know, libraries libraries are being challenged for carrying these books right and so mm-hmm. we see this like kind of like assault on all things educational logical analytical historic you know to really block the critical thinking of like the public in wow. general so it's this is people need to really pay attention to this i was just saying the other day that i likened it not just to people talk about banning books it's like burning books right because mm-hmm. you're cutting off access but I even go back further to when, you know, the continent of Africa was colonized. What did they do? Came in and like yes. destroyed like the great educational institutions, the you libraries. know, burned down places yes. like Timbuktu, you know. And so we know that this is a part of how fascism and colonialism take hold is to continue to like keep information, keep education, mm. keep the history, you know burned, banned, buried. Yeah. yeah. You know, I remember my uncle used to tell me, uh, shout out to you, Uncle David, that it, it wasn't just that they would, the colonizers or the invaders would come into Africa and destroy the knowledge. They would steal the books and take them back to Europe where they could learn them, but would ban everybody else from getting access to them. And so we're, we're seeing that, you know, old things die hard. And some of us are our ancestors' wildest dreams, but some of y'all ancestors was trash. So Monifa, <laughs> we're thinking about these book bans. We're right now at a point where one of the questions that keeps coming top of mind for me is where is the federal government on this what is the department of education doing these are schools that receive federal funds uh libraries that receive federal funds how what should the federal government be doing and and are is that happening in some places that we're just not seeing it what what's the status there we see some state governments moving things forward you know we see uh we see i don't want to misname it i believe it was michigan i started to say Illinois. michigan said okay we're going to ban book bans i think california did that too yeah yeah there's a yes okay so you do see some state leadership where people and you have to recognize the reason why some of the people who are in leadership in the state is because our folks have really done a lot of on the ground organizing that's right to support anti-fascist candidates in these last few rounds. And so now you see the fruits of that where, you know, where we're able to get that done. But on the on the federal level, mm. I call it chaos. I don't know if people are old enough to remember Get Smart with uh, oh. the, 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 evil, uh, the evil agency against the main character was called chaos. But it is chaos on the federal government level, as folks have seen, mm. the, the, the 
the, there's still no speaker. Um, the entire federal government apparatus seems to be held hostage mm. to a small group of people who have also kind of created on the ground, also a small group of parents, very loud and yeah. very wrong yeah. <laughs> parents yeah. Who, have, yeah. who are holding local school boards hostage as well. So this kind of like hostage taking yeah. of the, the places of power is is rampant. And so you don't see, you see fear. People mm. are afraid of this this crew, this motley crew that is wreaking havoc. And, uh, you know, even if we had a speaker, such as it was, when we had a speaker, just because, you know, Hakeem Jeffries is just sitting right there uh, with 212 votes. All you need is five Republicans, I'm just saying. But even when we had a speaker, it feels like I don't hear the federal government, the, the Department of Education uh, secretary, we're, we're reaching out to them. We want an interview because I, I just need to know these are schools receiving federal dollars. Why are they still receiving federal dollars while black children, brown children, gay children are being exposed to all of this harm through a manipulation of the public good? The commons the, uh, that is our public school, the commons, the public good that are our libraries. I, I just feel like, the, yes, because yes, I mean, chaos is, I mean, let's be true. Maxwell Smart could only do so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? You are absolutely correct. I just feel as though like there has to be more integrated approach to grappling with this that, yes, we'll, we'll look at people power and look at the moms and the folks on the ground who are doing the work, but we'll also have a top down. You can't get no more money for schools where you're banning books. You can't get any more resources for libraries. God, I, even saying that hurts my heart, but you, I'm a library kid. You can't get many more resources in your local community from the federal government if you are going to not uphold equal justice and opportunity and education for all. And I, I just feel like that's not happening. But what is happening, Monifa? Talk to us about what you're seeing on the ground in terms of people resisting these book bans in ways that you have seen that are effective. We're showing up. We're showing up to the parent association meetings, to the school board meetings, and we are confronting groups like Moms for Liberty, and in some cities they're calling themselves something else. But it's typically, one, not exactly moms, because they have a lot of corporate funding behind them. There's big money. There's a lot of men um, that are engaged in this organization. So their front is that they are about parents and that they are pushing parent rights. But we know that there's an agenda behind them. Mm. And we're confronting them and we're training our members. We had a training last school year. And we're going to have one this school year to really run against um, them on the school board level. Ooh. So the grassroots ground game is strong under-resourced, of course, compared to the Moms for Liberty groups who are getting money from folks like the Koch brothers mm. and big corporations. But it's where we're able to really mobilize folks, we can beat it back. And so that's what we really just want to put out there, encouraging people, show up to the school board meetings. Even if your kid is maybe aged out of school, you know, you live in a community, you pay taxes that's into right. the school system, you have a voice. I remember going to my first school leadership team. We have those uh, in addition to like PTAs in New York City and seeing people at the meeting, at that meeting and at the PTA meeting who didn't have no kids in the school. They were seriously octogenarian type folk, but they were like, I've lived here for decades. And I, if the school goes bad, I go bad. Like, Because these little ragamuffins mm -hmm. are going to be the ones running up and down the sidewalk. So these elders who no longer had, they had grandchildren now, uh, were still showing up at these meetings because you have a right to be there. This is an, a community institution. Uh, Monique, 
Hanifa, when people are being asked to run or they are considering how to run, what are some of the things they need to think about? How do you prepare to take on if you're it's one thing to run for a school board generally, but to run for a school board where you're facing off with Moms for Liberty, you know, Kraken style approach to governing with with billions of dollars behind them. How are we are we effective in those races? What are what are you seeing in terms of the wins coming out of these efforts? Yes, we've created a whole toolkit for people. It's called Saving Our Schools, That's SOS. Right. That's right. And uh, we're going to drop, I'll drop it so that you can share it with the listeners. But we really take people through some top, really key things. You know, every school board is different. You know, the complicated labyrinth that exists in New York City. Like, it's just yes. like, not even what it used to be when we were in school in terms of there actually being kind of like this decentralized leadership in different school districts. But throughout the country, there are ways that you can find out how do you run? How many signatures do you need to get on the ballot for these local elections? And really how important these elections are. Mm. Um, a lot of people think, oh, school board, what is it? how's that going to impact my life? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if they're out here banning books, right, stripping the curriculum of accurate history, stripping the curriculum of, of Black history, period, you know, stripping the curriculum of things that are making our students more emotionally and intellectually intelligent to live in a diverse world and a diverse community, then it is going to impact you. Mm. So it is very important to um, to run for these offices. So we have a toolkit. We got a toolkit for that, y'all. I love it. So if it. you're interested, reach out, you know momsrising.org, info at momsrising.org, and we can send you the toolkit, and I'll make sure that you have it to share out. When we're talking about toolkits, that to me implies we're getting busy, right? Because and it, and yes, there is a place for those of us who are running for these positions and who want to, you know, answer the call and, and be a part of the board. But there's also a place for those of us who are just parents or just community members. How if we're not running for office, what are some of the other ways that Moms Rising is encouraging parents and community members, uh, women, children, whomever it may be? What are some of the other ways that people can be involved? Is it, does it matter if I'm just attending the meeting, even if I'm not actually running for office? I'm so glad you said that. Showing up means so much. You would be amazed when you look at the letters that go in to ban books. Mm. Sometimes it's just one parent. Yep. Sometimes it's three people yep. that showed up to a meeting, introduced this proposal, challenged a title, and went off. And then the and then the school board caved. Mm. Right. Whereas if we are showing up in greater numbers, we can be there to challenge, to push back to give those elected officials, those school board members, the backbone, yeah. right? To speak yeah. against nonsense, right? Because they're just sitting there with a handful of people showing up talking crazy, right? Mm. But if we are there and we're saying, no, this is not what I support, it really does help them um, do the right thing. Yeah, and and you know, Monifa, we've been talking a lot about the need for community. Last week, I kind of I kind of went a little little. I got a little hot. I was a little hot, heated and upset because it feels like we're approaching these <laughs> issues that are community issues with this individual approach. And and I, we had Lindsay Fauntleroy on for our soul medicine segment. And she was reminding us that we are born out of a collective people, and so rugged individualism and thinking as an individual doesn't really help solve the problems, particularly when those problems are community wide problems. I just I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of frustration. And, and that's one of the reasons why I love the toolkits, because it gives me a place that I can pour my energy and my effort in. And it really is as simple as recognizing that literally in some districts, y'all, it's one parent, a really loud, annoying parent, but one parent who is doing all the talking. And Monifa, we have this thing in our society where the loudest voice on the microphone is sometimes just 
deferred to because we think the loud voices are the right voices. But it, it, that's not really what it is. And isn't there also space for people to say, wait a minute, just because you're making a lot of noise, you're talking loud, but you ain't saying nothing. Is that the sort of energy we need to carry into these spaces that you got a whole lot of hot air coming out, but you ain't you, you ain't you ain't building nothing? Here is another perspective. What should our positioning be in these meetings? Do we come in finger snapping? You know, because I sometimes I'd be like, who the hell do you? What is this happening? These are my children, and da 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 da. And I'm very hot, and I'm very angry, and I'm upset. But our loud voices don't get the same respect as Moms for Liberty loud voices. I've seen videos of them getting on the microphone, yelling and cussing and acting all kind of ways, and and they get deferred to. When we do that, the police get called on us, and, and we're taken out of the meeting. How do we strike that balance between the emotion and the anger and frustration and the what you ain't going to do is mess up my child's education and destroy their ability to learn? My advice to us as as parents and as, like you said, community members, whether you have kids in the school or not, is to show up as your authentic self. Mm. Um, We we really have to strike a balance between, um, you know, being policed, policing ourselves, because it's like if I'm too quiet, I'm not taken seriously. If I speak too loud, they're going to call the police and we have to come in and be organized. So the thing I say to do is to find your tribe. Right. You are not alone in the school or in the community concerned about what's happening at this school board. Find a number of people come together, use these talking points, but use it in your own authentic voice. Mm. Um, that's that's my because I, I noticed that as black women, we're always being told to modulate one way or the other. Yeah. Right. And yes. so um, that sometimes can trip you up. Now you can't remember the talking points because you're like, I'm gonna go down, I'm gonna go up. right. Be your authentic self. But if you take that beat to prepare, have a prep meeting, mm. sometimes that will help you be more effective in, you know, you've practiced the talking points. You all are coming in together. You don't feel like you have to have like an emotional outburst um is yeah. as, as if you would if you just kind of like showed up alone and were just looking at them so that's the main thing but I always I always like to tell especially black women you know but all <laughs> of us that are parents show up as your authentic self it's important for our kids to see that there's mm. nothing wrong with how you express yourself or how your mama or their grandparents express themselves compared to maybe how they see their teachers or peers express themselves it's it's all very uh intelligent in its own way and effective and all that yeah. So that's my that's my no, my I, advice on that. Sentence. Just really just come show up, show up, be present. And I, I appreciate that. And I'm looking through this toolkit now and, and you all can still download the video. Uh, there was a teaching video with some phenomenal voices on there. And I'm, I'm looking just now on page 17. It's a, it's a small document, 23 pages, beautiful pictures, graphics makes it really easy to read uh, larger font sizes. So it's not like 17, you know, 12 point font, you know, single space. Uh, but they have a whole section thinking about running for the school board. Follow the roadmap to get started. First step, know the basic W. Who? Who are the current members of the board? How long have they been running? Are they running for re-election? What's good and not so good about their platforms? When? Find out when the school board meetings are, if you don't know already. And more importantly, when's the next school board election? What and why? After you get those two down, uh, it takes you through the what and the why. Think about the most important questions you need to ask, which is why do you want to be a school board member? And it takes you through some questions that you can think through. Uh, The next stop is build your campaign and your people. It shows you how to build your campaign plan. Activate your people. Go to the school board meetings. 
flags. Number three, craft your message. Number four, fundraise and have some fun. Number five, cross the finish line. Y'all have made it so easy. And, and obviously, there's a lot of content there that I'm not reading. I'm just giving you the highlights. But it really is this simple, Monifa. Either we choose to take on the responsibility of leading and directing our communities, or other people will, and we will be led and directed damn. by them. I don't know how to make it any simpler. And, and you guys have done a damn good job of making this easy to digest. If you're successful. There's also some. Oh, go ahead. No, I just wanted to say that we also, I, I dropped it in the chat too. We have a video. Mm. So you can you can get the toolkit and then you can hear scholars like Kimberly Crenshaw and yes. even X Kendi, who we had as a part of this teaching, really dig into the history of it why mm. this is happening right now you know why this backlash yeah and a lot of it is because we were winning oh we, we've been winning oh okay. i forgot about that part they, they are this is the backlash we, they, we, we, we've been winning that's that's why the whole whenever somebody puts tens of millions of dollars on the ground to prop up a fake parent group Ooh. you know in a matter of a few years that fear Mm. fear of the progress the leaps and bounds that we made fear of the fact that we had in june of 2020 25 million people in the streets there were protests in every state in the entire nation that's never happened before right. all coming together under one call and they were like wait a minute mm. how are people identifying with this Ooh. oh we got to change up the schools I love it. We got to make sure they don't get to a point where they identify right with what black folks, black activists are saying and come up and flank them in the way that we're seeing. So this is because mm. we're winning. It's the backlash. Mm. We know about the backlash. Yes, we do. And I, the way you framed that just made my whole heart smile, because if we weren't winning, they wouldn't be doing this. And they're doing this because we're still winning. So, OK, I'm, I'm going to reframe my approach to my frustration. <laughs> I'm trying to be a better person, Monifa. But this this is what Listen, we need to remember that time. Of. Remember that time we stopped fascism? Remember Ooh. that time we made somebody a one-term president? Ooh. We know. We saw all the data. Ooh. We know who did that. Oh, see, that's why we need Moms Rising on, because y'all remind us of our power. <laughs> we are rising. And when we take steps to educate ourselves and prepare for what we are facing, we can win. This is an amazing toolkit. Um, we just had some elections in my local school, but I am excited about getting even more involved and engaged because now is the time. Now is the time. And for those of us who don't know what it is or how to do it, this is why we bring on experts like Monifa who can help us not just to, to talk about it, but to be about it as well. And with this toolkit, uh, the Saving Our Schools toolkit, the video, the training, the research, the information, we have the tools that we need. So for those of you in those schools that I was yelling about last Friday, because I was, I was very upset, particularly those of you in Texas, <laughs> shout out to that principal who's still trying to send that black child to discipline school for wearing locks. But as I was raging about it, I didn't give you a toolkit. Monifa came on and she has a toolkit and she has the information at Moms Rising uh, that we all need so that we can manage this thing. And, and you know, not just manage it, keep winning. They, she's, the toolkits are for us to just manage the frustration so that we can keep winning and so that we can advance. But Eva, I appreciate so organize, you. Organize, organize, organize. That's yes. it. Organize, <laughs> organize, organize all day, every day because that's what healthy people do. That's how they stay healthy people. And those of us who ain't healthy yet, that's what we do to get there. How can people follow you, sis? How can they follow Moms Rising? Give us the, the details on the best way for people to connect with the amazing work y'all are doing. 
Absolutely. Go to at Moms Rising on all platforms. The platform currently known as X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. That is our profile on all three. You'll see some great activities that we've been doing over the last couple of days on child care. We're going to have mm. one of our child care leaders on the show soon to talk great. about the child care cliff and the child care crisis that Excellent. we're in. We brought moms in from 17 states into Washington, D.C. over these last three right. days um, to talk to leaders about this crisis. Um, so follow us. Check out that work. You'll see the pictures. You'll see the images um, from yesterday and the day before. Mm. And then go to momsrising.org and join us so that you get our emails. So that you get the toolkits. You get on the mailing list. Um, and you find out when we're going to have our next teaching. I love it. Monifa, we appreciate you. Thank you for being with us again today, sis. It's been a real pleasure. Real pleasure. Oh, we love coming. We love coming. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Thank you.